Hi there, today uh, we're going to be interviewing John Curry. I am Marjorie Shellis. I am the CEO of MSX Media. And I met John while working on a project, his, his book, Preparing a Secure Retirement. So that's how we came together. We met at a networking event. We came together. And through the process of working on the book, what I discovered as I was doing some editing and designing was, wow, look at this content. This is amazing. And so really we're seeing here today, and I'm hoping that uh, John will share some things because not only will he share a, a couple of key components of what's in the book, and I'll be prompting him to make sure he covers all that, but a, a good portion of this is that through uh, working with John on the book, the passion that he has for what he does really convinced us to take that step forward. As a couple, my husband's a uh, member of the uh, state employment, you know, he works for the state of Florida, to really step forward and work with John as our financial advisor too. But first, John, what really drew us to you was your passion. Can you tell us why you do what you do? I'd be glad to. But first, I want to thank you for helping me with the book. Oh, you're welcome. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but it's now available on Amazon.com. Awesome. And you can get it by going to John H. Curry in there, searching by author, make sure the H is in there, or preparing for a secure retirement. Either way. And also, I got alerted just yesterday that it's now available on Kindle. Very good. Uh, so uh, thank, thank you so much for helping with that project. Good. That seems like so many years ago now. Yes, we, I know, right? December 2009 when we did the book mm-hmm. signing at the University Club. Remember that? Right. And um, but it, thanks again for the help with that project. You bet. My it, pleasure. That book has helped a lot of good people. So thank it has. you. Thank you so much. But the passion. Uh, yeah, the key to, I would say, to my passion for helping members of the Florida retirement system goes back to my grandfather. My grandfather worked with the Department of Transportation, state of Florida, over in northwest Florida, Defuniac Springs to be specific. And he retired from the state of Florida. And when he retired, he took option one. We'll get into these later, but basically right. he, he was healthy, thought he'd have a long time. Mm-hmm. Sadly, he died at age 72. And when he died, his pension died. And my grandmother got nothing until her death at age 95. She lived to be two weeks shy of 95. And my father retired, also from the Department of Transportation, same office. He saw what his dad, my grandfather, did, and he said, I'm not making that same mistake. I've got to take care of my wife. So he took option three. And option three would pay him for life. And the day he dies, my mom gets a check for the rest of her life. And he felt like that was the right decision based on what his father had done and what his mother had gone through of losing that income. And he made a good decision, but he could have made a better decision. And we talk about it regularly. My dad's now 84, soon to be 85. And we've talked about it. And had he done some planning, he could have done something that would give him the benefit of the higher income, but still take care of my mom. So even though he's done well, it's cost him tens of thousands of dollars of lost income that they could have enjoyed uh, it now 85 years old. So retired 23 years, he could have used more money. So that's my passion is I, I am on a mission, Marjorie, to help as many people as I can that are members of the Florida retirement system understand the issues and get help. They don't have to do it with me. If they do, right. great. But if they take this information and go somewhere else, you know what? God bless them. They got help. Yep. So that's my mission. Yeah, And, and uh, <clears throat> I've seen that over and over again, when we've been working with you, because to you, it's not about products and it's not about the sale. It's about the solution 
and what's right for the people, whether they work with you or not. And I've, I've heard other people say the same thing. So it, it's just been wonderful. Well, thank you. But let's talk about that. There are four P's I'd like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Philosophy. My philosophy in helping my clients is that we win by not losing, number one. Right. Then we go for the goal, okay? But number two, people. The first people is you. Then the people you love and care about. Your spouse, your children, grandchildren, and then organizations you care about. And then the third P is process. So I have a process that's proven, that's proven to work. Mm-hmm. And then lastly are products. But most people sadly go looking for the magic product, the magic bullet, the magic pill. And people in my profession have a tendency to lead with product, want to just sell a product. And let's be clear, I sell products. But right. it's number four here. Philosophy, people, process, that will lead us to the right products. But I, I do want to make it clear to everyone who hears this that, yes, I do sell products. You must purchase financial products in order to have financial freedom, whether it be a bank account, a CD, a mutual fund, life insurance, long-term care. These are all financial products. But you shouldn't be leading with the product. It should be your philosophy and a process. Well, I think uh, it really summarizes it, how you lead with things. is when people sit down with you, you ask, how can I help? Yes, I do. That's how you start me. I don't know if you always realize that's what you actually do, but you sit back and you center yourself and you start with, how can I help? Sometimes I ask this question because I catch myself sometimes. I just smile. How can I create value for you today? Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, you've done both with us. So I never know what's coming out. <laughs> I don't know what's coming out. Just, it's, it's always good. I just so. enjoy people. Yes. Well, you can tell. And, you know, one of the first things, though, when uh, Tony and I sat down and read the book was – just the way you were able to drill down, and I, you call it the seven common mistakes, yes. right? That uh, that leads right in from what you were talking about for the financial freedom and what people do. Can you go over that a little bit? Absolutely. I, I'll tell you how I came up with this. Over the years, I'm in my 40th year now of doing this, and over the years, I had just discovered that people were making the same mistakes. And as I got into really studying longevity and understanding planning for a lifetime of income, and seeing my grandmother live 27 years longer than my grandfather. And she went almost 30 years of no income. She had Social Security. That was all. And my dad and my uncle had to help her. But the first one is underestimating life expectancy. My dad and I talked about this just two weeks ago. He's undergoing some uh, uh, battle with cancer. He never thought he'd live to be 85 years old. And he said, son, if I had known I was going to live this long, cliche, people said, I'd have taken better care of myself financially and physically. Mm-hmm. But what if you live to be uh, 92 years old, 95 or 100? More and more people are living to be 100 years old. Uh, and a statistic for you, two 62-year-olds, husband and wife, are very likely that one would be alive 30 years later at age wow. 92. I don't think people have thought that far in advance. No. Most of us don't. Let's be honest about it. Most people don't even want to talk about dying or becoming disabled or needing long-term care services. Look. Happy, well-adjusted people don't want to talk about that. Right. We want to ignore it. But I try to persuade people, let's talk about it. Let's get it on the table, deal with it. And then once we have plans in place, we can enjoy the life we have. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense because you did that with us. You, when Tony and I sat down with you, you, we went through those tough conversations. And suddenly, instead of it being something that was kind of scary and dark in the corner, it was out in the light. And it wasn't scary anymore because we could address it. And it just became one of the things that we dealt with. Every, you know, It was great. It's just part of life. You know, my dad and I talk about it on a regular basis. And his comment when he was diagnosed with cancer back in 2006, he said, son, I don't know how long I'm going to live. 
He said, only God knows that. He said, but, you know, God won't take me until he's ready for me. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we can't be silly about it. We can't say, I'm going to rely just on God. I mean, God gives us the talent and the ability to to get information and act on it. But the number one concern I, I see is people underestimating how long they might live. And the biggest fear that I'm seeing with people is either, number one, running out of money in retirement, or number two, health care costs being so high that they run out of money. Right. So I'm seeing for some people, you know, the positions change, but those are the top two most of the time. Another one that I see every day, people are paying too much in taxes. They're not proactive in finding ways to reduce their taxes. They just simply you know, have taxes withheld, pay the tax. But there are so many ways that our process will identify to help people see what they're doing, save taxes on the interest of earning, investment earnings, and just position themselves where they have more money for the future. And if you only save a thousand dollars a year in taxes, that's a thousand dollars that you can now put to work instead of giving it away. And let me be clear: I served in the military. I'm a proud veteran. I served in the Air Force. I love our country, and I believe in paying taxes. But I'm not going to pay any more than I have to. And you should not either. You should pay what you're legally required to pay and find ways to avoid taxes. Now, you want to avoid, okay? You don't want to evade. Right. The difference is about 10 years in prison. So don't evade taxes. Find ways to legally avoid them. Another concern that most people have kind of put on the back burner, Marjorie, is inflation. Ignoring inflation mm-hmm. because inflation has been so low. And to verify this, just look at what Social Security just announced. The cost of living adjustment next year for Social Security is 1.7%. Again, it was 1.7 this year, 1.5 last year, and then two years in a row, no increase. Mm. So we're told that inflation is very low. I challenge that. What is your personal inflation rate? So if you retire and sit on the back porch on the rocking chair, pretty much like my dad has done over these years. He has no desire to do any serious traveling. He stays home. Well, his personal inflation rate is very low. Contrast him to a friend of mine where every six weeks they're on a cruise. Well, they spend a lot of money. Their right. cost of living is much, much higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how will you spend your days in retirement? If you're sitting around doing nothing, maybe you have a low inflation rate. But if you're spending money traveling, buying gasoline, eating out more, then you've got a higher cost of living. So we like to address that, help people understand that. And next is really uh, the biggie that, this, that got us together is people relying on government and employers for their retirement plans. Right. And that and led that's us to- so up in the air so often. And, and the legislature here, since we're both here in Tallahassee, I mean, for FRS folks, it uh, you get nervous sometimes. Well, it's scary. Um, It is. I have had the pleasure of being interviewed on a couple of radio shows, television shows on these very topics about, hey, what are are your opinions about the Florida retirement system and the way the legislature is changing it? And what I'm telling people, they don't want to hear this, is it's going to change again. It's going to continue changing. And I'm sure we'll get into it later, but there are two types of retirement plans, defined contribution and defined benefit. The defined benefit pension plan is going the way of the dinosaur. Most public companies have gotten rid of them. Yeah. And now you're seeing it with uh, city governments, county, state, and federal government of cutting back on those. And we'll get into more of that later if you like. But the Social Security, that is a defined benefit pension plan. And people are very concerned about it. 
you and I have no concerns because of our ages, but someone who's 25 or 30, they're going to see changes in Social Security. It cannot continue the way it is. And our leaders in Congress have not had the courage to deal with it. And they they keep passing the buck. And it's a problem. It's a problem. And I encourage everyone. In fact, I'm doing a workshop, for a private workshop next Friday for a client. He's asked me to specifically, for his group of 37 employees across the board from 22 years old to 70, to talk about Social Security issues. So the entire hour is going to be on, okay, how do you, what do you know about Social Security and giving them a quiz and have some fun with it and then talk about retirement planning. 20 years ago, you wouldn't have somebody asking me to come in and talk about Social Security for all the No, well, and 20 years ago, you know, I'd spent those years in corporate uh, and uh, all over the country. And it was amazing when I think back to where I started in corporate and where I ended up and the difference in the amount of security you felt in your 401k and retirement plan versus when I left, you used to talk about golden handcuffs in corporate America. There were so few that those had worn so thin that they were just like, look, they were golden wires instead of golden handcuffs. Yeah, or golden string. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, you used to have the golden handcuffs and also the golden watch when you retire. The yeah. gold watch. You know, but those days are gone and uh, people need to understand that. And, it, and it's, it's coming to government. Mm-hmm. It already has. And you've mentioned the state of Florida. The state of Florida made big changes. The first one was going back to the concept of the employees making a contribution of 3%. Mm-hmm. What people don't know is prior to 1970, when the Florida retirement system came together, you had different parts. It was always contributory prior to that. 1970, the Florida retirement system was created to bring all the different plans together, and then it became non-contributory. So what they gave, now they're going to take back. But I'm very concerned about people who simply say, hey, I'm not worried about it. I got my pension plan. I've got Social Security. I got my 401k. I say, can we stress test that? Can we just sit down, please, and do a retirement dress rehearsal and just find out if it's okay? If it's okay, what did you do? You wasted an hour with me. If we find problems, when do you want to know about the problems? Now or when you're 70 years old? It's up to you. The time we've spent with you, John, has never been a waste. Just so you know. Thank you. I I love what I do. It's it's, it's like I was talking to young people this morning. They said, when will you retire? I said, truthfully, when they bury me, I, I'll be retired. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I mean, now I'm not going to work every day. Don't get me wrong. But I don't now. I take time to be with my family when my dad and my, my, my brother needed me and my son needed me because of their surgeries. I was there. But I love what I do, and I'm going to keep on doing it for as long as I can. <laughs> uh, I mentioned health care earlier and expenses. I'm finding that people are worried about how do I pay for health insurance? How do I pay for health care mm-hmm. when I retire? And the thing that is getting scarier is long-term care. And I'm experiencing this with my dad. Right now, my dad is having to have care, in-home care. So the home care people will come to him. One person comes every day. Another comes two or three times a week. And But he doesn't have long-term care insurance like he should. So the, the amount of care he'll have is limited okay? because he's not on Medicaid. Medicare is helping, but they'll only help so far. And so many people don't really understand the impact if they suffer a long-term care need and need around-the-clock care. Mm-hmm. And that is that is a, it's a big mistake to underestimate that. And then another biggie that I like to talk about is not saving enough money on a personal basis. So many people will tell me, well, my company has a 401k. I'm putting in 2 or 3%, uh, but they have no savings. 
They are not saving for their future. They're relying on that employer or government again. And I ask people, why don't we focus on just teaching you to save some money? Just save some money. If it's 2%, 5%. Our firm, we actually teach people, you should be saving at least 15% of your gross income if you truly want to outrun inflation and have money for the future. And that leads me to financial products. I see people every day who will come see me. Yesterday I had five interviews with clients. All five said, start off with a product. I would like to buy this. That's okay. If you really want that, I'll get it for you. However, can we look at our process first? Let's go back to philosophy. What are you trying to accomplish here? Who are the people you're trying to take care of? And let's talk about our process and make sure this product fits. And in three of the cases, we decided not to do that product. Now, I could have made a commission. So sometimes I think, well, I wasn't very smart. You should have just taken the business. But no, you want to work with people that you have a common interest in and you can work together forever. Otherwise, why work? Right. But products have to be purchased at some point. But that, and, and by the way, sometimes people say, well, this product is no good because it has certain fees in it. I, I think that's ridiculous. You want to buy the right product because it's taking care of the need or the desire that you have. And I like to talk about going to a movie. Today I'm taking my grandson to see a movie. Well, we're not going to sneak in the back door when somebody comes out and not pay. We're going to buy tickets and go through the front door and go in enjoy the movie. So the price of admission is buying the ticket. Mm-hmm. Well, if there are fees involved, there's a reason for it. Just make sure that you're getting the value for what you pay, whether it be a fee for planning or a fee for a product. If the value is there, move forward. If not, walk away or run away. Kind of like you've been paying a fee for a personal trainer and look what's happened to you of releasing. uh, (laughs) 53 pounds. I'm sorry, 54 pounds now. But you're right, Marjorie. That's a great analogy because, you see, could I do it myself? Yes. Would I have the same results? No. No. Because I was doing it. At one point, I was in really good shape. And then after, you know, full disclosure here, uh, Marjorie was with me. um, I call her my sister from another mother. She was with me when I went through my heart surgery because I had open heart surgery uh, July 10th, 2008 and did good, walked, got back in shape, but I wasn't strong. Mm-mm. I was getting trimmed, but I wasn't physically strong. And three and a half years ago, I made the decision to invest in myself, hired a personal trainer. And I go to him three days a week. Went this morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I go at 6 a.m. and I lift weights. I'll be 62 on December 9th. I'm stronger now than I was when I was 32. And I feel better. I'm more confident. I'm energized. So as I have this longevity ahead of me, that I can have the energy and drive to do the things I want to do. But it's the same thing with financial advice. You have a choice. You can do it yourself. Well, let's back up. I tell people, you have a choice. You can do nothing, and that's okay. You can do it yourself. You can find another advisor out there, or you can work with me and my team. It's your choice. We'll help you either way. That's why I have the book, CDs that I offer, because people can purchase that and learn from it, whether they ever see me or not. And let's make sure that if people do want to find out more, it's johnhcurry.com, right? That's correct. The website is johnhcurry.com. Make sure you get the H in there. Oh, yeah, the H has got to be there. Same thing at Amazon. It's not just John Curry. If you want the book, you got to go to johnhcurry as far as the author. Because I know you have a lot of uh, great information on there, so I don't want people to uh, miss out on that. Thank you. So you had briefly touched on it. There's two things I still want to cover, and it's uh, the two types of retirement specifically for FRS 
and then the options, because I, I need to tell a little bit about our story of when we went in for the options discussion, because that was just such a big aha moment for us. Do you want to cover that first? You want me to cover uh, the two? Uh, d- talk about the two types of retirement uh, really quickly, if you don't mind, because you already kind of briefly talked about that. But then I want to talk about what the options did for us. Okay. Well, there's two types of plans. You have what's called a defined contribution plan. And that's where I, the employer, says, Marjorie, I've got this 401k plan available. You can contribute or not contribute. If you contribute, I will match part of it. Some plans have no contribution. They just simply offer it if you want to participate, right? So it's called a defined contribution because you're defining how much you put in each month or each year. Compare that to what's called a defined benefit plan. A defined benefit plan, someone, i.e. the employer, is contributing for you, and your benefit will be defined by how old you are, years of service, when you retire. And that's based on a formula. And in my book, I talk about that. Uh, In fact, starting on page 49, I get into some of this in the book. But really, it comes down to two types of plans. And the way I like to explain it is something I saw at uh, Dairy Queen one time. Wow, this goes back 30 years. I just thought about it. um, I I said the book, but I just thought about it again here from the standpoint of sharing it. I need to talk about this more. I saw a little kid ride up on the bicycle. He put two quarters on the counter. He said, I'd like 50 cents worth of ice cream, please, vanilla. And the lady dipped him his ice cream. And he, he wrote it off. And then I'm sitting there eating my ice cream, leaning against the hood of my car, and I say, I, I assume he's a businessman, lawyer, doctor, whoever he is, nice suit and all. He said, I'd like an ice cream sundae. He didn't ask the price. He knew what he wanted. He defined the benefit. He mm-hmm. defined the ice cream sundae. Now, the little kid, he's probably 10, 12 years old, he knew he only had so much money to spend, so he defined his contribution. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. And we're getting to the point now where companies have taken away the defined benefit plans. And as, as I mentioned earlier, now government right. is addressing it because it's getting to the point of where it's hard to plan for those and it's expensive for entities to provide those plans. It's not that they're mean, vicious people. It's just that our times have changed and the plans have to change. Right. And you had gone over that and, and you were up at your smart board and you were kind of, uh, you were uh, using some different examples so that it resonated with both of us. And then you asked about the options and both of us had read through much of the information that you get from the state of Florida. And then I think it's on page 51 in your book. We had read that, obviously. I had read it several times editing it. And then we were in your office, though, and you started to actually go through the four options. And I tell you what, when you first started, I think we had already thought we knew what we wanted or would want. And then as you actually explained them, it totally changed everything because it's almost like you assume one thing. And then when you see all the facts actually lined out. It's a very, very different picture. And it was just like we walked out of there going, oh, my gosh, if you had not told us that, we would have been like your grandfather or your father. And so 
it, it was just one of those moments where it's like, that's why you go to a financial advisor. That's why you go to someone like you that's there that has the passion to help people. Because you, you explained it whether we bought anything from you or not. You were there to explain it to us. And I just want to say thank you again, because that also really helped us feel like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going the right direction now. Yay. Well, you're welcome. And it's my pleasure. I, I'll tell you, I, I, whether people come to me or not, if you're going to work with an advisor, and you're a member of the Florida retirement system, make sure you find someone that understands, eats, sleeps, and breathes, and understands your benefits. And John, I just want to interrupt because I actually, I can tell you, this is my opinion, that you understand the nuances better than anybody that Tony's talked to at work and things like that. So I just want to appreciate that you spent all that time really digging into the details and then sharing them. Well, you're welcome, and I and I, I thank you for that. But I'll tell you why. It's, it's going back to my grandfather. When my grandfather died and left my grandmother nothing, and all of us pitched it up out, I realized, okay, this is an issue. And and it, the truth is, I grew up in a state employee family. Right. And I'm tired of how state employees are being beat up by the legislature, beat up by business communities. In one of my seminars, public seminars I do, uh, uh, usually one a month or every six weeks, I had a situation one night where one of my business clients was there and he got an argument with one of my professor clients. And I just sat on my stool up front and let him go for a couple of minutes. And when he got uncomfortable, I finally stood up and they stopped. But my business owner client was saying, you know, you don't understand what it takes to run a business. And you got all these things given to you. You got your pension, your health care and all this stuff. And my professor client was, well, you don't understand the fact that I am in a position, I make less money because I'm in this mm-hmm. environment compared to right. in business. And I stopped him and I said, gentlemen, you're both right. As a business owner, and I reminded this guy, you used to work for the state of Florida, Department of Revenue. Remember? He goes, oh, hell. <laughs> you worked there for nine years. You left. Yeah. You left and started the business. <laughs> yeah. So you were a state employee. You made the choice to go into the business world. Now, you gave up a lot by doing that, mm-hmm. but you did it for the potential gain. Now, isn't it great we live in America where you can take that risk? Now, you may fail. Your business may close today. You may be put out of business because of economic circumstances. But you made the conscious choice to step out and do that. This gentleman made the conscious decision to be in government, specifically professor at Florida State University, because that was his passion. Guys, there's no right or wrong. When we get into these options, we'll talk about these options are not right or wrong. They're just different. And, and let's talk about it. option one is like my grandfather took. You get the maximum benefit. It's 100% of what's available. And my grandfather got that check every month for the rest of his life. The day you die, however, if you live one month and die, my grandfather lived about five and a half years, I believe, when he died. But if it's five days and you die, there's no more money. But that's the choice you take if you want the maximum benefit. Now, if you're married, you cannot take option one now without the spouse signing off on it. When my grandfather retired, there was no such law. That didn't happen until 1986. Option two is a little bit better, but it's about a 5% reduction, roughly. So you get less money. It's guaranteed for as long as you live, but it has a 10-year guarantee. So I retire. I live five years and die. My wife, Pat, would collect that money for five more years. If I live 10 years in one day and I die, then she does not get any more income. 
Mm. Now, I've had people, my dad was even told this, a well-meaning friend said, Marlon, don't take option two because they only pay you for 10 years. That's not accurate. Lifetime to the retiree, the 10 years is for the beneficiary, or as they call it in the pension plan, the joint annuitant. Okay. Option three. By the way, option one and two are called single life options because it's really designed to protect one person. Right. The retiree. Then you get into two options called joint annuities. Option three, like my dad took, is a guaranteed lifetime income for as long as he lives. If my grandfather, if my dad lives to be 100 years old, he'd get that check every month. He's gotten it for 23 years. He'll get it then. If he dropped dead today, because we went over this when he was in the hospital two weeks ago here, we looked at all this again. If he dies today, my mother will get that same check for the rest of her life with the cost of living adjustment, just like he's getting. Most people are going to give up 15 to 20% by taking that option. Mm-hmm. It depends on your age. If your spouse is several years younger than you, it could be as much as 20 or 30%. The most severe one I've seen was 50% reduction. Wow. And it happened to be a professor who had divorced his wife and got remarried. He married one of his students. So there was a 40-year <laughs> difference in age. That's extreme. Yes. And then that leads us to option four. <clears throat> option four is very similar to option three in that you get a lifetime income no matter how long you live. But the day you die, spouse only gets two-thirds of what you were getting. Two-thirds. But it's lifetime income to that person. Mm-hmm. And this is where people get in trouble. They don't ask the next question, well, what happens if my spouse dies first? Because if I, again, <clears throat> I'm the retiree, I take option four. If my wife dies first, I also am reduced down to two-thirds. Wow. And that we had no idea. On that one? Most people don't. In fact, I've had on four occasions where people at the Division of Retirement that knew me personally said, look, I can't tell you to do this, but you might want to go visit with John, have him explain what happened. Because they were very angry about somebody giving them bad Mm -hmm. advice. They didn't get bad advice. They just didn't read it. Because in very bold print, capital letters, it plainly says that in the Florida Retirement System material on their website and in their plan description booklet. But here's what happens. It's human nature. We see that option one gives us the most money, two and three is less. Then we see that option four is greater than three. So we compromise. Okay, it's not as good as one, but it's better than two and three. I'm going to take it. And you know what the heck? I die, my spouse, my wife, my husband can live on less money. And then the way I ask people, the funniest that ever happened, in hindsight it's funny, the guy said, well, it's no big deal. When I die, the old girl can live on less. And this was in a seminar, October 1981. I'll never forget it at the old Capitol Inn on the parkway. And I turned to him. I said, sir, you have a, seem to have a good sense of humor. Can, can we have fun? He said, yes. I said, how does the old boy feel about living on less if she dies first? So what do you mean? If your wife dies first, you also are reduced down to two-thirds. His face went white, Marjorie. <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, see me before you leave. Yeah. And I said, you took option four, didn't you? He said, I did. I said, when? He said, today, before I came here. As you get your butt back over to the Division of Retirement and you rethink that. You need to come see me before you do that. So he got in, went back, and he took a different option. And back in those days, there was no direct deposit. The checks were mailed to you. But once you cashed that check, you couldn't change your option. Right. Once it's direct deposit, can't change your option. So these are things that are very important that people don't get. 
And, and again, I, I, I plead with you, if you're going to work with an advisor on this, find somebody that knows this stuff and, and cares about it and help them take these options, not in a vacuum. Don't take an option on its own. Coordinate it with Social Security. Coordinate it with your deferred compensation plan. Coordinate it with DROP if you're in the DROP program. Coordinate it with your IRAs, with your mutual funds, your savings, your life insurance, your long-term care. All of this must be looked at as a package. And in our firm, we, we focus on a process of looking at protection first. All across the board. Everything from your car insurance to your health insurance, your long-term care, your wills, your mm-hmm. life insurance. All that's important. And if you've done that properly and you coordinate it with your retirement benefits, both FRS pension, Social Security, deferred comp drop, you're in a better position to enjoy retirement. Well, and that's what you did for us. I mean, you, you went up there and you looked at the retirement for Tony and then you added in the other pieces and you, you know, we had the number figures up there. So then it, it you know, it just made sense because it was actually up there and we could see it instead of trying to read it black and white in some, some manual. So, you know, just wrapping up here, first, thank you very much for this opportunity today. You're because, welcome. Thank you for doing it. Well, you know, it, it sometimes as part of FRS, it, it can be so confusing and having someone to clarify things for us is just invaluable. Well, I need to share something with the people listening to this. This was your idea. Right. And I think, yes. it, I think, cause I wasn't, I thought Frank, I got the book. I know you just didn't realize how much it helps. Well, it's like that fish in the water. The fish doesn't know it's in water. Because right. I, I just show up and, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I have at least four, maybe five interviews a day, three on Monday, two on Friday. I just show up and I, I, I just want to help people. And, and we were sitting there that day and I looked at you and I, and I looked at Tony and Tony was looking at me. I'm like, holy cow, John, more people need to know about this. <laughs> yes. And thanks to you. Now we have an audio recording where they can hear it. Either on a CD or an MP3, and if they don't ever want to come look at me, they don't want to see me, they don't have That's to, right. but they're getting good information. Right. And I, I really appreciate that because the more people that I can touch with this, um, if they go somewhere else, you know what? If they got help, great. And I would encourage anyone listening to this to also share it with your coworkers in FRS because it, it can make a huge difference. I, and, I do want to make one more comment. Okay. I want to make sure people understand if you come sit down with me, here's what you can expect there is zero pressure. Yes. You have no pressure. I have no pressure. Let me explain that. I have no pressure to sell you a product. I'm doing just fine. No pressure. You have no pressure to buy a product. In fact, first meeting, there is no selling. We're going to talk. If there's a fit, we'll know it. We'll know it. At the end of 45 minutes to an hour. And if we can be a value, great. If we can't be a value, we're going to tell you. Because we don't take everybody as a client. Not going to. There's some people just don't fit. And my team and I talk about every person do we want to serve these people? And we look at it as we're, we're like shepherds. We have, we have sheep out here. We have our herd, if you will. We're taking care of our people. Right. And some people are just not nice. And the ones who are not nice, we don't want to work with them. We work with nice people who want help <laughs> and they're caring. That's uh, because you're nice people. And I know you want to, I forget, I don't know what you want to cover next, but go ahead. Now it was really <clears throat> to kind of wrap things up and, and to uh, verify that. I, I know of times that we've talked about, Tony and I have talked about maybe different products or something. We've talked to you about it. You, I know you could have made commissions, on it, but it wasn't a good fit for us, and you showed us why. So, again, appreciate that you, you're there for the value in the long term. So thank you again for that, too. 
So wrapping up, I do know, and especially from having uh, done your book and some other projects with you, I know you are in a very highly regulated profession. And so I believe that you have certain disclosures that you have to tell everyone as well. I do. In fact, I'm going to read this right off of my business <laughs> card because the financial regulators require that I give you this disclosure. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. And if you, if you come see me or get the book, you'll see it on there again, all kind of stuff. John H. Curry, CLU, CHFC, AEP, MSFS, CLTC, Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, in parentheses, PASS. Securities products and services and advisory services are offered through PASS, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. I'm a financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. PASS is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Our firm, North Florida Financial Corporation, is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PASS or Guardian. PASS, Park Avenue Securities, is a member of FINRA and SIPC. And I would say that if you'd like more information, you can contact me at my phone number, 850-562-3000, or by email at john underscore curry at glick, G-L-I-C dot com. Anything else, Marjorie, you want no, to No, I think you should have that recorded, like those really fast-talking uh, car commercials. I can't stand end. those things. I hate <laughs> I <know>. those things. <clears throat> I can't talk that fast. I know. Me either. So uh, just, again, thank you. This is Marjorie Shellis, CEO of MSX Media, and interviewing John today. And thank you again for everything that you're doing for us involved in the FRS system. We appreciate it, John. You're welcome. Thank you. This promotional information is not approved or endorsed by the Florida Retirement System or the Division of Retirement. Neither Guardian or its affiliates are associated with the Florida Retirement System or the Division of Retirement. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. 2019-19506 expires January 2022. If you would like to know more about John Curry services, you can request a complimentary information package by visiting johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Again, that is johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Or you can call his office at 850-562-3000. Again, that is 850-562-3000. John H. Curry. Chartered Life Underwriter, Charter Financial Consultant, Accredited Estate Planner, Master's in Science and Financial Services, Certified in Long-Term Care, Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Securities, products, and services and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial Corporation is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities. Park Avenue Securities is a member of FINRA and SIPC. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this material, we are not undertaking to provide investment advice for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact one of our financial professionals for guidance and information specific to your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, or employees do not provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances, not affiliated with the Florida Retirement System. The Living Balance Sheet and the Living Balance Sheet logo are registered service marks of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. 
copyright 2005 through 2018. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities or Guardian and opinions stated are their own. 2019-899-16 expires November 2021.